Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 153. I'm your host, Ryan Black, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Joshua Taylor and Tom Qualls, and we are back, and we are playing with power. Yeah. Guys, how you doing this week, Tom? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Doing awesome. It's been a good while since I've been on the show, so, you know, I'm ready to get back into the swing of things. I know everyone listening has missed me. I know you guys missed me. And I know Jacob, who's going to have to edit this and is not on the show this week, I know you missed me. Sorry you weren't here, buddy. So how about how about you, Josh? It's been a while. So, uh, Josh, I, last time I got to see you is when you you drove all the way up here for E3, man. Yeah, it's been a while. It, it's been a, it's been a good minute. Yeah. So, yeah. so how you been? That was definitely a good minute. Um, but yeah, I've, good minute. I've been all right. It's good to be back here again and to be uh, you know replacing Jacob permanently. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Oh. Oh. Okay. It's good. All right. Yeah, I'm going to take as many shots at Jacob, by the way, listeners. All all episode is just going to be, he's going to have to listen to me just berate him the whole time he's editing this later. So it's going to be fun. Ryan, how about you, man? How you been, buddy? I've been good. Um, Tommy's a little upset right now, but that's just because, you know. It's just the season. (laughs) Life happens, but uh, it's probably that uh, McDonald's breakfast sandwich that I reheated this morning. (laughs) They're tricky that way. They're tricky that way. Yeah. <laughs> Round one is difficult enough. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Let alone, yeah. Part two, the revenge. The revengening. Yeah. Good times. Good times. All right, man. I'm super excited today, guys, because uh, you guys know when I get on the show, I like to do dumb things, and we're going to do some fun, dumb things today. So really pumped about that. And they turn out to be masterpieces. Maybe. I don't know why you call that's them true. Dumb. That's true. Who knows? This could be like our highest shared podcast. We don't know. But that's up to you, listener. You got to share this with your friends, all right? Help us be part of history. The one show Jacob's not on is the biggest, <laughs> most popular show. Yeah, that's how it's going to work. That's how it's going to work. So uh, before we open the floodgates of you uh, braiding us with yes, questions, uh, I think we should get into what we have been radical rexing about. I gotta know. So, uh, how's the uh, no shave November no going? Because <laughs> I'm pretty feeling pretty radical about mine oh, right yeah. now. It's coming in, you know. So, uh, I got a spoiler for both of you. Uh, every month is no shave month for me, so I just let this bad boy roll. Yeah, I, I can't. I've, I've failed as shoot. I, I've probably shaved like five times already. Man, this thing this thing grows if I think too hard about it. And it just doesn't yeah. look correctly. I, I don't like it, so I keep it. Yeah, yeah, dude, it looks good though. Like it does look good, and that's interesting. That you've already shaved like five times this month, and you already got a. Man, that's a pretty good beard you got going there for shaving five yeah. times this month. Holy yeah, cow, it, man! It grows here. It, it doesn't grow here real well. But yeah, yeah, me neither. That reverse, yeah, it reverse widow's peak thing. I think we all can echo yeah, that sentiment. Uh, yeah, that's why. I'm, all yeah, beautiful. we're not we're not posting the video. Is what we're saying. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the beard is good. Yeah, the beard is good. Ryan, yours is looking real good, man. You've got you got the yours comes off that chin real pronounced. I like that. That's that's where I'm oh, yeah. jealous. Yeah, that's real good. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's something a radical Rex about. That's for sure. It's beard. It is beard weather too. Well, uh, you know, especially where we're living. It's, yeah, it's winter time. It's, yeah, cold. Ugh. Yeah, man. Burr. It actually is a little warmer today. It's yeah. supposed to be like 55 tomorrow or like Thursday. Yeah, it's I hope crazy. so because I'm not liking the frost and the ice and the fun stuff like that. Yeah. No. I, I, I'll welcome a fallback. Yeah, you know? anytime now. <laughs> I mean, we only got it for like two weeks, but whatever. It's it's whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I'm also I'm also radical waxing about uh, finally getting able to play Iconoclast. Oh, nice. Um, it was a birthday present that was uh, that, that, that you guys, the NOS crew, got together and got me um, back in January. <laughs> and uh, it was delayed shipping through limited run because uh, Traven had chosen to ship it with uh, with another package. I think it was uh, Celeste physical. Traven. And that one was delayed like crazy. Traven. So he finally got it in, and uh, we finally got our schedules to match up, and we went to Jacob's uh, son's first birthday yeah. party. And I uh, did the exchange there, so I was able to get my uh, copy of Iconoclast nice. and did a little bit of streaming yesterday oh, with awesome. that. So it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, Jacob's uh, son chose uh, his starter. Uh, he's He got Gen 2 since that's the second child. Yeah, uh, of course. To uh, reach the the uh, reach out and grab that uh, that Chikorita, the Chikorita is, yeah. is uh, the one that shows. Actually, he went for both. For both. Um, <laughs> he's, man. I love you. Do, that's okay. <laughs> I, 
Totodile is the best one. Listen, I'm a grass starter guy, but, yes. but I hate Chikorita. <laughs> Chikorita and Cyndaquil were the first things grabbed simultaneously. Wow, and then, you no. Know, he's ready for. Cyndaquil was dropped. You have to tell him. The leaf was in the mouth yeah, for you Chikorita. You have to tell him so. he has to wait till Gen 3 before he can send out two, right? That's what it is. He has to wait. <laughs> so. Anyway, that's good for him. So, good uh, Josh, what have you been radical about? Well, I've been pretty stinking busy. Um, so I haven't played a whole lot of games. I've um, been playing Super Lucky Tale probably more than anything. Um, however, this week is pretty important personally to me, with Thursday being the 25th anniversary of the original Donkey Kong Country. Hey. And I remember falling in I love know. with that before Jacob's it came out. clapping too. I'm sure. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember getting the VHS tape for that thing from Nintendo Power before it was out, and, and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Back then. My dad and I had played through it, and I was like, five is pretty great. So this past Saturday, I actually met up with him again to play through it again. So we sat down for a couple hours and just kind of booked it to the end. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, only this time I was the one doing all the cool stuff, and I was happening. Nice, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I saw a picture. You shared that picture, and I thought that was that was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that game's that's, that's one of the most special ones to me. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to bring the podcast down. We're having a good time, but uh, Donkey Kong Country was the game I was playing uh, that really helped me get through when my grandfather passed away oh, when yeah. I was young. So like, it's one of those things where it's like me and DKC. We uh, it helped me uh, get through some stuff. Oh, yeah. but it, was, it was really cool. So what you're saying is he lives on through Cranky Kong, <laughs> right? Yeah, in a way, in a way, yeah. So, but yeah, fun stuff. That's good, man. That's good. I. Uh, so here we go. I, I'm trying. I'm gonna try not to take too much time, listener, with this. But uh, I feel like this is my opportunity to speak my piece here because I have been radical rexing about without question. Yes, I, I got Luigi's Mansion Three. I haven't beat it yet because a little game came out called Pokemon Sword is the version I picked up, and I've been really, really radical rexing about that. Let me tell you something. I'm just gonna put it out there. I know this is a whole episode in and of itself, so I'm gonna make it short. That game is awesome, guys. It's excellent. I know there's all the naysayers out there. I know right now Jacob's editing this and shaking his head. Listen, Jacob and Traven and everybody else, listen, that game is awesome. I don't care about the models. I don't care about the Pokedex thing. Listen, go play this game. It is gorgeous. It They added so many new fun things to do in the game. I'm in love with it. And not to mention, I'll just say this. There's a moment where me and three other buddies, we're in a raid battle against this giant Pokemon and it does this sweeping like camera view and all of us are in our, you know, individualized outfits and stuff like that. And I'm not gonna lie. I got a little emotional. Like it was like a moment, you know what I'm saying? It was like, dude, this is me and my boys finally getting to play Pokemon together, catching these big Pokemon, like having a good time. And, and the raid battles are just so much fun. I, I listen, like I said, that's a whole episode, but I've totally been into this new Pokemon game and I don't, I know it's got all the controversy around it, but it's the controversy is dookie. The game is awesome. I'm telling you. Like, it's just really, really good. If you're on the fence, take my word for it. It's amazing. Pick it up. Pick up one of them. I never imagined fighting alongside friends against a giant yes. Pokemon. That's pretty it, cool. Oh, dude, it's so much fun. And the cool thing about the raids is they're so rewarding. Like, so grinding out raids gives you so much stuff. Like, that makes the game so much easier so that... Now the game is actually less of a grind because the quote-unquote grinding you're doing is super fun and you get really rare Pokemon <laughs> off of it because the raids, depending on the stars on the raids, because they go up to like five stars or six stars or whatever, that's how many perfect IVs that Pokemon has if you catch it. So so it oh, makes wow. getting perfect IV Pokemon fun to get and fun to do and stuff like that. So it's, wow. ugh, it is killer. It's so It's just so good. I'll stop there because if not, this will turn into the Why Tom Loves Pokemon <laughs> podcast. So, It's not without its uh, lack of polish here or there. I, I saw a glitch uh, the other day that showed a, uh, oh, what was it, a Steelix like spinning around in circles? Yeah. Like over and over, That's over again, like doing Listen, ballet. Even top <laughs> top tier games have glitches. I mean, how many, how many Breath of the <laughs> yeah, Wild glitches yeah. did we watch and go, what the heck happened there? You know, my wife's playing through uh, Skyrim right now, and that has its share. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Fun glitches. Oh, it can be entertaining Absolutely. in its own way, so it's not always a bad thing. It really is. Yeah, glitch <laughs> clips are pretty fun to watch, yeah. 
But yeah, everything. I mean, even being able to see the Pokemon, the wild Pokemon on the, the field now is great. Mm. And the fact that some of them are aggressive and will chase you, mm. like, by the way, mm. it's terrifying. Like, it's just absolutely like you'll just be walking <laughs> like, oh, look, it's a it's a beware. Oh, gosh, it's after me. You know what I'm saying? And you just run away like, <laughs> you know, all kinds of cool stuff. I got dive bombed by an oon pheasant at one point, like just out of nowhere, just like whap. He just came down and got me. And I peed a little. It was, it was <laughs> but the game's amazing. It, it, it is not short of any experience. And I, I don't know. I'll just say it one more time, I suppose. But it's really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. So anyway, that's what I've been radical. Right. Yeah, I can't wait to dive in. Oh, yeah, it's good, man. I'm telling you, it's so good. Don't listen to the hate. Don't listen to it. They're liars. So. Anyway. All right. So I guess this will bring us to our main event, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, you guys know I've been on here before with a quiz. We did a big quiz show. That was a lot of fun. I really had a good time preparing that. Uh, but on this week's episode, I wanted to do kind of a quiz episode, but not like full-blown like we did last time. So this one, really our, our topic today is about rare and expensive games. Now, now I'll stop right there. Not rare as in the company, all right? Darn. So, sorry, Josh. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Jacob. I know you're <laughs> listening. Sorry, guys. Like, not that kind of rare, but rare as in, like, well, uncommon games. You know what I'm saying? Rare games, expensive games, weird games and accessories. We're going to talk about some systems. We're gonna. It's all about the weird things, and we're going to do it. Price is Right style. That's right. Price is Right style. I have some different games we're going to play. We're going to work on having you guess some prices and some, do, and we'll play some different types of games themed around stuff. There we go. I didn't mean to do that. That was an accident. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but that'll, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, so do we get to phone a friend? You do not get to phone a friend and you do not get to use your phones and or computers. So don't cheat in my game. All right. I don't, I I am the quiz master, and I don't appreciate cheaters. All right, so today, yes, we are going to have Ryan versus Josh in the, I don't know what we're going to call this. I didn't even name this segment. I'm just calling it expensive games. <laughs> I don't know. A quiz down. into it show me that's right i I, trust me i'm gonna tell you guys the price tags on some of these things and you're gonna be blown away right and of course listeners please play along play along with us so if you got to pause the podcast at a point to get your guess in do it all right let me know your score i'm gonna be keeping track of the guys scores here to see who's gonna come out on top as the the game value expert all right on these things but I want to. We're gonna have a tiebreaker in zero. Yeah, there you pretty go. Much. <laughs> you're both. You're both very unconfident. I'm like, man. I feel like we did the quiz <laughs> game, and everyone was really confident about the quiz game, and then now we get into this one, and everyone's like, I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna be. I, I was yelling at you guys at that quiz game. I, I, See? No, come on. This is an easy one. It's an easy one, right? We're yeah, in trouble here. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Because this is kind of all themed in a one category. So this category may show up in a future quiz show. So you guys are getting actually a little practice. So here we go. Awesome. Uh, so here's some ground rules. I am not counting famously expensive or famously rare games. You know, I, I like to dig in a little bit and make it, well, confusing to an extent. Um, so, like, a lot of people know about the... Um, the Nintendo World Championship cartridge, right? The NES ones. There's like a gray one and a gold one. Uh, the gray one can sell anywhere between $8,500 and $20,000. The gold one goes, the highest the gold one's ever gone for is $26,677. Or, let me read that correctly. $26,677. That's expensive, right? That's an expensive game because yeah. it, it's super rare, right? And with some of these games, we're going to get into the stories of it, why it was this, like uh, famously expensive, another famously expensive NES game, Stadium Events. Heard of Stadium, you guys heard of Stadium Events at all? Yeah. It was like the first game, yeah, first game to kind of use the running pad or the power pad, if you want to call it. I always called it the running pad back in the day. But uh, a copy of Stadium Events goes for 
around $2,600 and all the way up to new inbox $41,000 is how much that game goes worth. They're kind of famous examples. And again, the story behind stadium events is cool because, um, you know, the power pad came out. Uh, they used it for stadium events. Then they put world-class track meet in the power sets, right? Which I have. That was in the first mm-hmm. uh, set that I got, actually. So, But they were worried that stadium events and world-class track meet would get confused because they are extremely similar. So they literally pulled every copy of stadium events and started destroying them. So now stadium events, there's only so many left because Nintendo literally destroyed most of them. You know, So that's why it's really expensive. And we'll get into it with each category, what makes things expensive. Sometimes it's literally there's not very many of them. Or sometimes it's demand. The game is just super, super popular. It retains its value. Like, that's why used copies of Melee are still like 60 bucks because people love Smash Brothers Melee. They, they still play it. Um, also, uh, something that can drive up value is, like I said, limited edition or stuff like a lot of them are being destroyed. Uh, think of... The old E.T. Atari yeah. days, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And even stadium events, this this disregard. So anyway, we're going to start off. Here we go. I'm talking a million miles an hour. So again, boys, you interrupt me if you want to interject some ideas or thoughts here. But the first category in our game value quiz, all right, game value quiz is a little game I like to call price check. Price check. Real simple. This is just like simple prices, right rules. You're going to tell me what you think the value of this game is, I'm going to give it to you, new in the box, right? Because there's basically there's basically three major ways that games are judged by rarity. There's new in box, sometimes called sealed in box, never been opened. There's uh, complete in box, which means it's been opened, played, but everything's still kind of together. And then there's loose, which is just like a wild cartridge, <laughs> right? Or, or a disc in a regular box or something, you know. So there's... Um, some games here I'm going to give you. So I'm going to start off with, you know, we're going to start off with Josh today, I think. <clears throat> we're going to let you get the first bid here in on this game. So pretend you're in a very strange um, game store that has literally everything. And uh, somebody comes up to the counter here with a brand spanking new copy of Paper Mario 64. It is brand new inbox. They ask for a price check. How much do you value? How much do you think a brand new copy of Paper Mario for 64 is? Oh, man. All right. That's a tough one. And, of course, we're looking for closest without going over. So if you go over, you're out. If you both go over, no points for anyone. Mm. So what do you think? Okay. That is a pretty good game. Um, Still got one. Oh, it's a great game. Yeah. Right? Um, Pretty popular. Gosh. I'm going to say 80. You're going to say eighty dollars. Okay, I, I I hear eighty dollars on that. Now, Ryan, what do you think that game would be worth? Um, I guess is uh probably sitting at about. Um, I'm going to undercut that a little bit. Uh, probably going to go seventy five. Seventy five. I'm still waiting for one of you to give me the classic one dollar. You're just <laughs> like, hey, one dollar, one dollar, Tom, one dollar, and here we go. So, he's going to undercut her a little bit. Josh says it's an $80 game, brand new inbox. Ryan says it's a $75 game, brand new inbox. The actual, well, average, again, I'll tell you where my sources are on some of this. Some of it is sometimes an average of many places. But a copy of Paper Mario 64, brand new in the box, goes for around $106. $106. So, Josh, you get the point on that one. Great job. I'm going to write that down. Good job. You got one point. You're now beating Ryan. Yay. You want me to go ahead and just end the game, and we'll just win right there? Yeah, uh, I gotta yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's okay because Ryan's gonna kick it off this time. He's gonna get first bid on this one. Here you go. They're coming up to the desk, Ryan. They got a brand new, brand new in the box copy of Wrecking Crew for the NES. <laughs> Good old Wrecking Crew. You've seen Wrecking Crew, right? Mario's in that one. He's mm-hmm. you know. There's stages based on it in Smash Brothers games, you know. Foreman Spike or whatever his name is. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So what do you think, Ryan? What would you value Wrecking Crew, brand new in the box? I'm going to say 100 $100. Ryan says $100 for Wrecking Crew in the box. Josh, what is your counter guess, counter bid? I don't know what we would call it. Goodness. 
Oh, this one's tougher. <laughs> uh, I'm going to yep. completely off here and say 60. I'm going to go down a little bit. 60. He's going to go down. Josh is going to say 60. The estimated value of brand new copy of Wrecking Crew for the NES is $530. (laughs) $530. Ryan gets the point. He's the closest without going over. He was off by $430, but he was still the closest. So that's a point for Ryan. That's a point for Ryan. Great job. So you guys see how difficult this is? Okay. I have no idea. Here's going to be a fun one. Here comes uh, Josh. We're back to you with the first bid here. Earthbound for the Super Nintendo, brand new in the box. What's the value? Okay. See this one. I feel like I have seen go up and down. It is all over the place. Yeah. So uh, that one's going to be really hard to say an average. It's going to be hard to pin um, down. I I tried to pick one that was about what it is now. I'm going to yeah. say three fifty. Josh says three fifty. Respectable bid. Ryan, what do you say? Um, yeah, I was thinking um, a little lower than that, but uh, you say this is this is the the box that includes includes the manual and everything, Correct. right? This is the full this package. This is brand new in box. Scratch and sniff and all. Big could, huge box. Wow. Could um, be considered sealed in box. Oh man. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go for six hundred. Six hundred dollars. All right. The one I was looking at and kind of where it seems to hover around is I got this estimated value for Earthbound brand new in the box, $817. So Ryan, Ryan with the point there. Yeah, yeah. You know, Earthbound and and Ryan brings it up. One reason Earthbound is, first of all, it's a high demand game. It's there's not too many of them out there and uh, it's popular and yeah, that that box had some weird stuff in it. Like it's yeah. it was a weird game. It had some crazy stuff. It was wild. So, getting a brand new copy of that is worth a lot to some folks. Now, this one's going to throw you for a loop. I guarantee it. Here we go. We're back to Ryan, I believe, getting the first bid on this one on the Nintendo GameCube. How much do you think this brand new copy? I'm in my imagination. I don't own this. Okay, so I'm not saying like this copy right sitting on my desk. Yeah, right. But a brand new copy. Of NCAA College Basketball 2K3. How much do you think NCAA College Basketball 2K3 is worth brand new in the box? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pulling out some gems here. You know, that's a, that's a, it's a trick question and somewhat because it, so many sports titles drop in price. But I know it's very that much a trick question. there are some that just hang on to their value and everybody wants to pick that one up. Yep. So, um Man, inbox, it's that old GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say probably. I'm going to go with 80. $80. $80, Ryan says, on NCAA College Basketball 2K3, the year I graduated high school. All right, go ahead, Josh. What is what your bid? All right. See, I want to say with these sports games, I've seen sports games go down as low as like a dollar. Well, that's outside of the box. <laughs> Still. Uh, yeah, yeah. This one. This one seems a bit special. I'm gonna say 150. 150 is the bid. 150 or dollar? Yeah, that's true. It depends yeah. on which one's correct. <laughs> 150. <laughs> He's gonna say 150. All right, 150 dollars. The estimated value of a brand new copy of NCAA College Basketball 2K3 is 420 dollars. $420. So it's another one that's got this interesting story. So Josh will get the point on that one. We are two to two. You guys are tying it up already. So interesting story on that one. I don't have all the details. Maybe I should have wrote them down. But basically it's one of those games that was recalled due to licensing mm-hmm. um, issues with some ah. players and some teams and colleges did not give consent and blah, blah, blah. Had a feeling. And not to mention it's one of the last NCAA 2K games. So... Add add all that together, it becomes kind of one of those, uh, you know, unicorn type games where it's like, ooh, that's one that shouldn't exist because most of those were recalled and different things. So it's a combination of demand, rarity, and all kinds of stuff there. But it's just a weird one where, like, Hmm. you're absolutely right, Josh. Every sports game ever is like a dollar. In fact, 
if you walk into a used <laughs> game store anywhere, they'll probably just send you like they'll put extra copies of football games like just yeah. in the bag. Like here, just take these home, please. Like we don't <laughs> want these. So anyway, we're gonna go over to Josh for the last one in this round for the price check. All right, in our imaginary game world, our game store in this imaginary game world. But anyway, here's what we got. They come up to the desk, a brand new sealed copy of Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Wii. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm really handing this one to Ryan here, but it's okay. I think I think you'll be surprised. So, uh, so Josh is gonna go first on this one. Well, what do you say, Josh? I actually bought this one for fifty bucks. However, I doubt right. that now. Wise. It, it, it is an <laughs> yeah. It, it's pretty awesome. I like. I love the box. But anyway, it's all three. It's all three games. Yeah. And when's it coming to Switch? Let's yeah, just get it out little, there. When's it coming to Switch? The little art know, book right? that tells the whole story in it. Anyway. Yeah, it's insane. It's um, insane. Go ahead. Huh. It, this is a tough one because I want to say with all that mm-hmm. awesome stuff, it's going to be way up there. But I don't know how big mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Steelbook. Yeah. Sleeve. I'm gonna say. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna say, mm, one seventy-five. One seventy-five. He's yeah. going high with it. Ryan, what do you say? He's like, I know how much it is. I just bought it last week. That's <laughs> what he's gonna say. <laughs> no, I have my original copy from pre-order. Yeah. See, now that I believe actually. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what do you think that brand new is worth? What do you think that brand new is worth? Oh goodness, um, brand new sealed, never been messed mm-hmm. with. Uh, you know, maybe it's a little too high, but three hundred and twenty sits in my head. Three twenty. All right, here we go. You can get on Amazon dot com right now and buy a brand new copy of Metroid Prime Trilogy for. One hundred and ninety-five dollars. One hundred and ninety-five dollars. So Josh takes the round three to two. Man, that was back and forth. It was literally like back and forth. That was a close one. That was great. That was great. But yes, Metroid Prime trilogy on the Wii. $195 right now on Amazon. Yeah, it's not not bad bad, actually. It's not bad. It's all three games. I didn't think it was gonna be completely, you know, out there like Earthbound or something. I I felt like I needed a little bit lower. However, of course... Actually, technically, Earthbound is technically not well, out there. It's right well, here. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. This, <laughs> is, <laughs> this is true. I see what you did there. But the, uh, that'll end the price check round. That'll end the price check round. These were obviously, we're just talking about new uh, in-box games, which that's one thing that adds value to a, a rare game or an expensive game is, is it brand new? Is it still in the box? Do you guys own any mm-hmm. brand new in-the-box games? Unopened? Yeah, unopened. Oh. Like, just... New inbox, sealed inbox, maybe whatever you want to call it. Um, yes, I don't know if it's rare, but see, that's what sometimes. So, uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy could be one of those games in the future, even though it's only one ninety five right now. Given another ten years, what's it at? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I've no. got one recently, actually. Oh yeah, I've got the the digital version of. Ukulele and the Impossible Layer, which I love, and I've also got mm-hmm. the physical version still in the wrapping, the Switch version. And you gonna, are you gonna keep it that way? I very much plan to. Yes, Ooh, I actually right. the other console versions of it to keep. Nice. There you go. See, I mean, your daughter's in the game. You have to get it right. Yeah, you yeah, have to yeah. like own like every possible <laughs> version. You have to. You have to. So anyway, that was the end of the first round we called Price Check. Uh, Listeners, let us know how you did in that round. Let me know if you ever got any of these like right on the nose because that's that's impressive. I I do not own any sealed games. I don't I'm not that cool. I wish I wish I did. So so how much do you think uh, my copy of uh, sealed copy with the statue and everything of Mighty Number nine goes for for PS4? (laughs) Did you look it up? Nine dollars. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you know, I bet that still has some value. I bet yeah, it's still yeah, around it probably 60, does. 80, somewhere in there. That probably I mean, contained it, a little you bit. You got to think, like, even Superman 64 probably costs something, right? And that's a terrible game. So. I, <laughs> I, I want to say I looked it up and it's like 35. Okay. I mean, like yeah. But again, the other the worst thing about Superman 64 is it's ubiquitous. It's like everywhere. You can find a copy. Okay, that's true. Pretty easy, yeah. But anyway, let's get into the next round. Here we go. Now, the next one's pretty simple. All we're going to do, we're going to go back and forth again, and I'm going to have you pick this or that. That's the name of the category, this or that. And you have to tell me which one of these games I'm going to tell you is more expensive. Okay. Okay, you have to pick which one is more expensive. Is it this 
or that, right? All right, how's it going to go? So we're gonna, I'm actually going to start off with Ryan, give him a chance to get some points up here. We're going to go back and forth. You guys are both going to do a couple of these so we can get to some other uh, categories I got going on here, our different rounds. So this will be a quick round, but here we go, Ryan. I've kind of themed these, so don't hate me. Or I guess love me, I guess, because I put the thought into it. But here we go. Which one is more expensive, Ryan? Is it Flintstones, the surprise at Dinosaur Peak for the NES? Or is it Bonk's Adventure for the NES? Which one is the more expensive game? Flintstones. You're going to say Flintstones is the more expensive game. Yes. That is correct. That's a point for Ryan. Good job, Ryan. That is correct. Uh, a, a copy of Flintstones Surprise at Dinosaur Peak for the NES can range anywhere from $700 to $3,000, which is wild. Whereas Bonk's Adventure, which is typically an Atari game, right? You think of the Atari Jaguar or the 3DO, all those things. Uh, that's where Bonk was. He had an NES version, and that one goes from about $450 to $1,000. So. It's on the Turbo yeah, they, graphics, isn't it? I believe. Turbo Graphics 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah I played right. that version. Of that's it. right. I thinking. Not bad. Yeah, Bonk was pretty decent. <laughs> I, uh, Bonk gets a bad rap. So anyway, anyway, but it was during the mascot wars of the 90s, so everybody had to have a mascot. Mm-hmm. So here comes mm-hmm. Bonk, and we were obsessed with cavemen for some reason back in the 90s. I don't know what was up with that, <laughs> but this one is for you, Josh. For you especially. Ready? Which one is more expensive? The Donkey Kong Country Competition Edition cartridge or the Super Star Fox Weekend Competition cartridge. So so both of these, while you're thinking about it, let me fill in the listener here. Both of these were rare cartridges, not made by rare, but actual rarities. Okay. Well, rare cartridges. Well, one of them was made by rare, (laughs) but they're rare (laughs) cartridges that Nintendo had these competitions that they did uh the donkey kong country one was in a blockbuster the super star fox weekend was one that traveled around and basically you had competitions live competitions on these special cartridges not too dissimilar from the nintendo world championship cartridge uh, but it was specifically one game meant to show off well in this case a super nintendo game and people competed for prizes and all kinds of different things could be a hat could be a shirt could be Whatever, right? So now that you've had time to think about it, which one do you think is the more expensive cartridge? Okay. Well, that's funny. I was actually just looking for one of the DKC ones a while back, but I found Ooh, out what so, it was hey. uh, fake. So, oh, so I, didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. But, uh, okay, good man. So that Ooh. didn't help me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I feel like I hear about the Star Fox one more for whatever reason. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Donkey Kong Country one is more expensive, and I'm not just being biased. I love both games. Yeah, <laughs> the correct the correct answer, the more expensive cartridge is the Donkey Kong Country Competition okay. Edition is more expensive oh, for one reason and one reason only. There's fewer copies of it. Okay. There's only 2,500 copies ever made of the Donkey Kong Country Championship Edition, and it ranges anywhere between $1,800 and $2,800. Oh, forget that. <laughs> and a, yeah, authenticated and all that. Yeah, and yeah. the Super Star Fox Weekend Competition cartridge will range from about $800 to $850, somewhere in there. So still super, super rare stuff. And again, I'm throwing around like, yeah, it's just this much. That's still an $850 game if you want to get it. So let's switch back over. Let me give you the point there, Josh. Make sure you get your points. All right. And let's switch back over to Ryan. We were just having this discussion a little bit ago. Strangely enough, I had it on the list. But we're going to the Nintendo 64, Ryan. You ready for this? Which one's more expensive? Worms Armageddon or Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cut? Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cut was a basically an updated edition of Clay Fighter 63 and a third, blockbuster exclusive. Worms Armageddon was one of those games that came out late in the console life cycle. Not very many of them made. Super popular at the time. So it's got a, that one-two punch of rarity and uh, demand. So which one is more expensive, you think? Worms or Clay Fighter? He's thinking... Hmm. He's going to lean in $1. $1. Don't miss it. Here we go. I'm pretty pretty think it's a pretty safe bet to uh go with 
the uh, the um, that Worms edition because so many people know about the Clay Fighter one, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about that mm-hmm. Worms one. Here we go. You guys ready for this? The more expensive game on the Nintendo 64 is Clay Fighter, but not by much. Listen to this. You can you can usually find a uh, a copy of Worms Armageddon new or, or at least in box or whatever around two hundred twenty five dollars. The Clay Fighter one goes for just a little over that two thirty two forty that range. So you were barely wrong. If that makes you feel any better, you were barely wrong in in my math here. So no points, but it's okay. He's only one point ahead. But he's gonna get the last one in the last one in the round. So here you go, Josh. You could take a two point lead or leave with only a one point lead with this one. Which one is more expensive? By the way, I fact checked this one with Amazon.com. Trying to log on right now. Which one is more expensive for the Nintendo GameCube? You ready? Yep. Fire Emblem, Path of Radiance, or Fantasy Star Online Episodes One and Two. I love that game. I did, too. I really, really did. And I had it, and now I'm kicking myself in the butt. But I wanted to get that modem so badly. <laughs> I'm going to say Fantasy Star. I feel like I've looked at Fire Emblem a while back, and it was not outrageous. So I'm going to say fi- Fantasy Star. Okay. The correct answer, if you go on to Amazon.com right now, you're going to find out the correct answer is... Fire Emblem, Path of Radiance, Hmm. good old Ike, you know, he fights for his friends in that game. (laughs) But you can get on Amazon.com right now, $285 for Fire Emblem, $250 for for Fantasy Star. Maybe I'm thinking of the Wii Fire Emblem, I thought it was like 70 or... That one's not bad, yeah, that Uh one's not bad. I actually looked that one up. That one's another one has Radiant in it. Uh, Okay, Radiant Dawn or... Radiant Path, Radiance or Path of Radiance. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That one's not bad. Yeah, that one's still like 70 bucks, which isn't bad for brand new. Yeah. So, but anyway, that concludes the round. Our current score, hopefully, li- listeners, you have a perfect score. That'd be cool. But here we go. Uh, right now, Josh, four points. Ryan, three. So, Ryan, you're still in this, buddy. Right? You're still in this. And uh, uh, here we go. Let's go to the next one. This one's going to be kind of fun. I call this one the bargain bin or sometimes called on the loose, kind of a reverse of what we've been doing. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to, uh, I'm going to give you three games. All three of these games are in the same franchise. You have to tell me which one is the cheapest (laughs) of the three. All right, so we're flipping a little bit. Which one's the cheapest of the three um, based on loose prices? Loose is, of course, mean the game is just, well, not in box or anything like that. It's just, well, loose, right? So, like most of my NES games back here on my shelf, they're just sitting out, right? They're loose is what their their price is. So, let's do this. On the loose, we'll call it on the loose, right? Find the lowest price out of this. So, here you go. We're going to start with uh, Ryan. Ryan, you're back in the you're back in the saddle again, right? I got to I got to update my score here real quick. I flipped my page over and lost my score. <laughs> here we go. Ryan, which one is the cheapest of these three loose games? Is it Wave Race for the Game Boy, Wave Race 64, or Wave Race Blue Storm? Which one is the cheapest, loosely just floating around, would be the cheapest? I'm going to say Wave Race 64. Wave Race 64. Final answer? Correct answer on that one is actually Wave Race Blue Storm. Hmm. (laughs) Wait. A loose copy of Wave Race Blue Storm, four dollars. Wow. A loose a loose copy of Wave Race for Game Boy, five dollars. A loose copy of Wave Race for the sixty four, twelve dollars. So those sixty four games they keep their their value. All right. So there's that one. There's that one. Let's go over to let's go over to Josh for our next one. You ready for this, Josh? Sure. Which one's the cheapest? On the loose, ready? Is it Tetris for the NES, Tetris for the Game Boy, or Tetrisphere for the Nintendo 64? Mm, it's not that one. Um, I'm going to say Tetris for the Game Boy, because I've looked at that one previously. It's not bad, but yeah, let's go. With it. Fi- final answer on that? Yeah, Tetris for Game Boy. 
That is correct. That is correct. Tetris for the Game Boy. You could almost say that Tetris for the Game Boy was so ubiquitous just everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much with every Game Boy ever. Uh, you could say that that is why it's so cheap. It's about four bucks. Uh, Tetris on the NES, about six bucks. Yeah. Uh, Tetrisphere on the 64, uh, fourteen dollars actually. Hmm. I expected that to be higher. It wasn't actually. So um, also. Uh, if you had the Tengen version of Tetris for the NES, that's worth about $30. That was the unlicensed uh, – there's a whole thing if you guys don't know about the Tengen unlicensed NES cartridges. It's such a cool story, and maybe that's a whole podcast by itself. Mm-hmm. But that one be, – because they're – I mean they're literally illegal, um, but were being sold as legal. There was a lawsuit. Obviously, Nintendo won. Tengen had a bunch of cartridges. They're those weird black cartridges. Have you ever seen those? On the NES, mm-hmm. those are the Tengen cartridges, and a lot of those games are rare because, well, they were recalled due to legal reasons. So, and Tetris on Tengen is a little more rare. So, if you got that one sitting at home on yourself or your shelf, uh, uh, congratulations! It's about a thirty dollars game loose. So, last one, we got to jump back over to Ryan for redemption here. Come on, can't get too far behind, Ryan. You ready? Because here it is. Which one is the cheapest? Kirby's Dreamland Two. Kirby Superstar or Kirby 64? Which one is the cheapest of those three games? Kirby's Dream Land 2 for the Game Boy, Kirby Superstar for the Super Nintendo, or Kirby 64 for, well, you guessed it, the 64. I'm kind of going back and forth on that one. It's um, tricky. Game Boy, I always think it's cheaper, but not always the case. Um, I'm probably going to go with Kirby 64. Kirby 64, final answer. Yeah. Incorrect. Incorrect. It was the Game Boy one. Kirby's Dream Land 2. That was the trick on that one because everybody knows Kirby's Dream Land. That, that's pretty cheap. That's like a $5 game. It's cheap. You can find that anywhere. Kirby's Dream Land 2 is a $12 game. Uh, Kirby uh, 64 is about a $20 game. And good old Kirby Superstar, is, you're going to find between the $28 and $30 range because that game is the hotness. It's so good. It is so good. <laughs> And then let's see here. That will bring us here to uh, oh three to five. Ryan three to five. You're at three. Uh, Josh, you are at five. I got. Here's what I got. Here's what I got. I know we're getting a little long in the tooth here, so we don't want to go too long because this has been a fun little thing. So here, let's make it a little more personal. Um, well, we got to finish the game, don't we? We got to finish the game because I got one little category that'll be for fun at the end. Um, but it's not very competitive. So let's let's go to my let's go to my last one I got here. I call this category this round's going to be called pocket change, right? Pocket change and here's what I'm going to have. So you guys ever watch prices, right? Oh yeah. You know how they got the, you know how they got the uh showcase at the end. You kind of got to guess what the showcase is. So we're going to go back to guessing the prices on things except that I'm going to give you a showcase a showcase full of Mobile, I shouldn't say mobile, but handheld games, handheld consoles, and handheld accessory to go with that console. And you have to give me an estimated value of the whole package. Of how much of these. So it's going to be one console, one game, one accessory is what I'm going to give you. Try to spitball me a um, a thing here. So, but Ryan, since you're behind, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you one of the showcases, if you will, quote unquote, one of the mobile scenes here and you can choose to pass or play on that right so you can play and guess on it or you can pass it over to josh and he has to guess on it so i'm ready to start off you ready to go mm-hmm. all right here we go yep so you're walking along it's a special day for you it's your birthday your friends know you really well so here's what they got for you because they love you so much it's a final fantasy 4 game boy advanced micro a Final Fantasy IV, you know, completely customized Game Boy Advance Micro with one of your favorite Game Boy Advance games, Muppet Pinball Mayhem, right? One of your favorite GPA games. And, but of course, so that way, you know, you're not left out of the wireless fun. The micro wireless adapter is also on it, so you can play wirelessly with your friends, right? So what you have here in this showcase is the Final Fantasy IV Game Boy Micro, the Muppet Pinball Mayhem game, and, by the way, that which is brand new in the box, and the 
uh, GBA micro wireless adapter. New in the box also. Brand new. Your friends love you so much. All of this is brand new. Do these friends have to be fictitious because that's a lot of money? Uh, well, it could be or it could not be. You don't know. So let me ask, are you going to pass on this this offer and make and Josh guess it? Or are you going to try to play on this one? I'll, I'll quote a price here. Thank okay. goodness. Gonna take, all right. Okay, he's going to take it. He's going to take it. So give me... Give me an idea here. You just have to give me the total total cost. You don't have to give me each individual piece, just what you think the total. Well, I'm imagining the Game Boy Micro is going to bump it up to, you say it's the red one? No, it's the Final Fantasy IV no. branded one. Oh, okay. Special okay. edition. Um, so yeah, there's some keywords. <laughs> okay. Um, those things are so hard to come by. They're, yeah, they're pretty penny. Um... Four hundred and well, no. Uh, let's go a little higher than that. Um, five hundred and twenty-three. Five twenty-three. I like it. He got really specific with that number. <laughs> I like it. So he says five hundred twenty-three dollars for the whole set. There, we'll come back to see how close you were in a little bit. But right now, I have to give a whole new mobile setup here to Josh. Here's your special mobile setup. Your friends just went around town. You guys have the most generous friends. They're out there buying stuff for you all the time. Your friends went around town to some local game shops. Not so much the big name ones, but some of the cool ones that, you know, sell rare stuff. They got you a special birthday present. It, first of all, used, so it's not in the box or anything, but it is a Play It Loud version, clear Game Boy. Yeah, the old fat Game Boys, it's a clear one. Right, they give you that, and they're like, "Here you go, buddy." And they give you a, <clears throat> they give you a uh, brand new copy of because they found it laying around at a Goodwill. Brand new copy of Spud's Adventure for the Game Boy. Yeah, that's right, made by Atlas, so you know it's got to be good, right? But then they then they pull out the real amazing piece. They pull out a sealed in the box, found it at a Salvation Army. No one knew what it was. Handy Boy for your giant Play It Loud clear Game Boy. It's the little thing that you can snap on the speakers with the magnifying glass and the, oh, yeah. the and the control stick and things. So brand new inbox Handy Boy, Play It Loud clear Game Boy, and a copy of Spud's Adventure. You ready? You ready to give it a shot? Oh, <laughs> there you go. I don't know if it's going to be anywhere close. I actually had one of Handy mm-hmm. Boys that brought back some memories. I know I did too. Um, They're pretty pretty awesome. Anything with play it loud on it is cool. <laughs> yes. Um Yes. Yeah. Goodness. I have no idea on some of this. Let me think. So you said the, the, the Game Boy, Spot Adventure, and the uh, the mm-hmm. Handy Boy, right? Am I missing something? Mm-hmm. That's brand new. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. I am going to say hmm, $530. $530. Oh, that feels low. Yeah. He's going to go for $530. I'm actually doing some math here between your guys' math here. So let me just do this. I'm going to carry the one, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we got a two in there. Going to make sure I'm doing this right. Mm-hmm. You can play some Jeopardy music on this, I suppose. So <laughs> here we go. Okay, here we are. Wait, I gotta do this one. Let's see, not bad. Careful now. If we're playing that Jeopardy music, uh, the uh, you might run over the fair use. Uh, oh, that's true. Limit. That's true. Yeah, fair. Yeah, we gotta be. Yeah, we gotta be fair on that. Yeah. So here we go. Here we go. I got the thing here. So we will start off with uh, Ryan. Um. The actual total value of your package there, the Final Fantasy IV Game Boy Advance Micro, Muppet Pinball Mayhem, brand new in the box, wow. and the micro, the GBA Micro Wireless Adapter, brand new in the box, total is $975, wow. difference of $442, right? 
difference of $442, which you got there. By the uh, way, the Final Fantasy IV Game Boy Advance Micro is definitely the most expensive of those three items. $722. $722 if you want the Final Fantasy IV Game Boy Micro, or Game Boy Advance Micro, whatever you want to call it. By the way, Muppet Pinball Mayhem, about $179, oh, brand new in the box. Darn, that sounds the, like a good time. I know, right? <laughs> The, the GBA micro wireless adapter, $91 still in the box, which is weird, but whatever. Now, is that the same thing that was included with uh, red and blue? Or, sorry, red and green? It's like that, but it's like that, but yeah, meant to fit uh, the micro. So it wasn't Pokemon See, branded. I didn't know that had any capability like that or any accessories. I just thought they put it out and didn't do anything else with it. Yeah, well, they eventually made a micro version, official. So it was... It's interesting. So they still they're still floating around. Josh, you ready for this? Your play it loud. We'll call it the play it loud package here. Mm-hmm. You gave five hundred thirty dollars as your bid. The actual estimated value of these three items together is three hundred and thirty eight dollars. Oh. You were over. Ryan gets the point. And I don't know. I feel like since it's like the last showcase, I feel like it should be worth like two points, right? I don't want to tie though. I don't know. Because <laughs> right now we're at four to five. So actually, here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. This is the redemption one. Ryan, this is your chance, right? I do have one more showcase. Okay? This is for both of you. You're both going to have to give a guess. All right? Here we are. You're walking down a dark alley by a dumpster. And you find, strangely, laying on the ground, a GameCube Game Boy Advance player just laying there. I got one of this. With a GBA headphone adapter plugged into the uh, the adapter port that was on the GameCube Advance uh, player. And weirdly, in it, you, you eject the game. It's a Game Boy game stuck into it. Uh, loose, obviously. It's just kind of stuck in the game system there. Mega Man 5 for the Game Boy. What do you think the value of all three of those items are? I will go with... Uh, Ryan, I'm going to give you first guess since you're since you're you're playing from behind here. I wish I knew the value on that Game Boy Play. Now, it, it is loose again in this scenario. You are walking down a dark alley. It's just laying out. Right, I always wish I had one of those. Um, oh, mine is hooked up. But I never actually looked into the price. Was oddly just... enough, I wanted the Super Game Boy more. <laughs> Super Game Boy is awesome. The reason I never got that player um, was because I already had something on the bottom of my GameCube. Uh, it was a battery pack oh, yeah, that, for your, that powered my screen. Yeah, because you did the screen all the time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I couldn't actually use the uh, Game Boy Player, so I never got it. <laughs> and I, I kind of wish I did. I can't but... find the bottom of my GameCube now because mine's been there so long. So, I, you know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. What do you think? Yeah. I've got the little headphone adapter, too. Hmm. Um, um. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go lower on this one because i can't imagine it being too much um so 276 okay josh what do you think hmm the headphone adapter i have no clue uh, <laughs> really a hmm. these definitely did not get easier no, no, not really. Um, I feel like Ryan's got a pretty good number there. Let's go with... Well, I'm going back and forth in my head. I apologize. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Let's, let's put five seconds on the clock. All right. <laughs> let's go with 300. He's going to go with a flat 300. Okay. The actual estimated value of all three of these items. So a random GameCube Game Boy Advance player, a loose copy of Mega Man 5 for the Game Boy, and a random Game Boy Advance headphone adapter. Total estimated value, $88. (laughs) (laughs) $88 for all three of those. And both of you went over. Both of you went over, but Ryan was the closest, even though you both went over. So I don't know if I can award any points because you both went over. But just for bragging rights, Ryan was closer. 
Yeah, sure enough. A uh, a Game Boy Advance player, Ryan. By the way, if you want to get one, they're not expensive, especially a loose one. If you want to ju- buy just like a used one, twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks. <laughs> I was I starting to think it was really cheap. That. that felt. Uh, yeah, the other things were. Yeah, so mega. Uh, so out of that f- that pack of three things, by the way, you can get a brand new GBA headphone adapter. Four bucks. They're <laughs> nothing. Like they're they're nothing. They're like a billion little like they're little dongles. They're not even like no idea worth anything. Huh. So that's a brand new one. Um, but Mega Man Five for the Game Boy loose. Mega Man Five for the Game Boy loose is fifty nine dollars. Huh. Yeah, by itself. Which, by the way, uh, just for a fun fact, if you had a copy of Mega Man Five brand new in the box, five hundred and seventy two dollars. One of the most expensive Game Boy games new in box. So anyway. So that was fun. All right. So it looks like here, everybody, congratulate your uh, The Price is Close. Maybe that's what we'll call it. <laughs> the Price is Close winner in Mr. Joshua. Right here. Congratulations. You did an excellent job. I hope there's some really fun fanfare playing for you right now underneath this track. So great job. Um, I do have a fun one to go out on. A uh, fun one to go out on. Uh, just a quick um, kind of a party game of... Um, you guys have probably heard or seen the game, uh, what is it, uh, Bed, Wed, and Dead, right? Like, they give you three celebrities, and you have to pick which one, you know, you oh, yeah, and all these yeah. different things. So, this is my version of that for video games called Shelf Open or Sell, right? So, I'm going to give you three games. You have to tell me which one. This is just a personal thing, like, which one you think would work. Uh, you have to tell me which one you would put on the shelf and keep forever, one that you would open and play right now and one that you would just sell to get the, the cash. Ready? So here we go. Let me start with Ryan. Ryan, I think this one might interest you a little bit. Um, Super Nintendo games made by Squaresoft. Would you shelf, open, or sell? All right, here's your three games. Chrono Trigger. These are all, by the way, brand new inbox. They're all brand new inbox to keep their value, right? Brand new inbox. Chrono Trigger, which is $1,370. Uh, Super Mario RPG, which is $735. Secret of Mana, $1,150. Which one would you shelf? Which one would you open? Which one would you sell? Okay. Um, because I haven't played through Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to pick that one for the, uh, the open Ooh, and play. That's the most expensive one. He's going to yeah. open it. That's yeah, awesome. definitely. Um, um, as far as uh, shelving, uh, I love... Like I have some nostalgia for some uh, for some Mario RPG, so I'm gonna be putting that on the shelf. I'm go. gonna be selling away uh, leftovers. There you go. Hey, that'll get you a pretty penny. That's still eleven fifty to sell, right? All right, here you go. This one's specifically crafted for you, Josh. Ready? I have a quick question. If I already yeah. own one, does that count? Ooh. Like, does that affect no, this... if I want to shelf it? You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Let's just pretend you just have these three sitting in front of you at this this moment, right? Okay. And then, like, new. Gotcha. Right? So here you go. This one's specially crafted for you. I specifically made this one for you. You have brand new copies of three games sitting in front of you. One of them is Diddy Kong Racing. One of them is Banjo-Kazooie. One of them is Donkey Kong 64. Which ones do you shelf, open, sell? Ooh. I can give you the values if you want, since I gave Ryan his values. A sealed copy of Diddy Kong Racing goes for $82. A sealed copy of Banjo-Kazooie goes for $66. And a sealed copy of Donkey Kong 64 goes for $118. Okay. Because, again, one of those, one of those, it's, those three are those really popular games that they made a ton of, so. Yeah, yeah. They're not super expensive sealed. In real life, owning them all already, I would probably shelf all three. <laughs> However. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, yeah. Let's go with. Uh, let's go with open Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Uh, and shelf Banjo Kazooie. Oh, there you go. And so, Which means you'll sell Donkey Kong. Yeah, hey, it's uh, the most expensive one, so. Yeah, yeah. I almost feel like that's a little bit out of just the most expensive one. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, go. I like Banjo Kazooie a little bit better anyway. But. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's kind of all I had for this episode today. It, it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys had fun doing that. It was kind of a walk down memory lane maybe for some. Uh, 
some cool stories on some of these games. Uh, which, by the way, uh, to you, the listener, I hope you enjoyed this. And uh, I want to give you guys a set of games. All right. So this is for you, the listener. This is my Sega pack. All right. That's right. Sega games that are on Nintendo. So here you go. Specifically for the GameCube. So this is for you, the listener. Let us know in comments. Let us know on our Facebook page. Let us know on Twitter, whatever it is. Let us know which one you would shelf, open, and sell out of these three games. You ready? Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which goes around $65 brand new. What a great game. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. My, my underdog Sega pick that I think Ryan would uh, agree with me on, a brand new copy of Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a, yeah. Which, by the way, you can get a brand new copy of Billy Hatcher for around $35. Huh. Which is... I'd love to I know. That. What a great game. I love that game. And here's another one, one of my favorites, a brand new copy of Super Monkey Ball. Mm. Which also sells for about $30. So, listeners, let us know out of our little Sega pack there which one you would shelf, open, and sell um, on those three games. I think that's that'd be a lot of fun to talk about. And, of course, you know, I know you guys out there listening probably have some really cool, rare games that you have. Dude, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on the Facebook. Let us know any way you can. Heck, call the hotline, right? we got the hotline number. Call the hotline. Let us know what cool, rare games you have and... Uh, all kinds of stuff, because I didn't even get into, boys, by the way, if you get these games graded in the same way that you can get like a comic book or a trading card graded, you can get some of these games graded and it just some of these prices it reflect that in the beginning. Like if you get these things graded, they are stupid amounts of money <laughs> to get them like basically officially the quality of them graded and stuff. It's wild. So anyway, we didn't get into all that because that's a podcast for another day, we'll say. So but anyway. Listeners, let us know. Let us know what you think, what you got some cool things. I know I got a cool uh, – in doing this research, I found out the most expensive game I own is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Tournament Fighter for the uh, NES. Apparently it goes for around 80 bucks loose, so I'm like, that's cool. That's probably the most expensive game I own. So uh, pretty neat stuff. Yeah, look it up. I did use the site. It's a little – I don't think they've updated it a little bit, but it was a nice resource for me to find things. A uh, website called rarityguide.com um, had some of these things. They do all kinds of stuff on there. And like I said, some of it's a little out of date. So I know some of you who are actually collectors listening to this episode was like, that's not true. You might be right, but it was fun, right? It was fun on uh, looking at a lot of these things <laughs> and how much they go. So actually, for most of these games, you can imagine the prices might be a little higher now from some of those things I did. Now, some of them I did get straight off of Amazon. I looked them up. was like, that's Amazon, baby. You can get it right now for this much money. So anyway, I hope that was fun for everybody. Guys, appreciate you having me on. Let me talk a whole bunch while, you know, while we just sit there right now. So, guys, I'm going to pass it back off to Josh and to Ryan to kind of sign us out. Oh, okay. Um, actually, I apologize. Yeah, let me actually pull that up. We had a bit of a poll uh, last week it was to nice. decide, you know, what game we'd play or possibly a couple of them, depending on how it went. So let me see if I can't get the results up for that. That should be about done. It looks like, you know what? Actually, I did not expect this. I haven't been keeping up with it. <laughs> and the final results, what ended up winning was in last the last time I checked. So nice. the winner seems to be Luigi's Mansion 3. Nice. With 32%. A real underdog story there, yeah. Yeah. There and then, you go. That's cool. And then number two was Smash Brothers with 28%. So... Yeah, that's something to look forward to. Um, it's planned for December the seventh. We don't have an official time, so to speak, as of yet, but we'll we'll get back to you on that. Um, cool. Yeah, that's what we're looking at right now is to jump into uh, scare scraper mode in Luigi's Mansion Three for a little while. Get through some of that. That um, is awesome. Yeah, I haven't got to actually try that with eight people myself yet. Yeah, me neither. It'll be a me really neither. good time, from what I've heard. I gotta finish the game first, but oh yeah, Pokemon got in the way. <laughs> it is a really good one. Um, I'm actually working on a review for uh, Nintendo Village with that. A little bit behind on that myself, but we're there. cool. That's um, awesome. So yeah, and we might jump into some Smash as well. But uh, we'll get into the more details of that here soon. Sweet. Yeah. So make sure you join us for game night, Ryan. Do the thing that everybody loves. Give us our our due diligence. Sure thing, man. Uh, you can find us on our home site at thenintendovillage.com slash nintendonostalgia. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nintendonos. On our Twitter at nintendo underscore nos. 
shoot us an email at nintendonostalgiain at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube, and you can find us on Instagram at NintendoNOSIN. Uh, please call into the hotline. We've got it open right now for anybody who wants to uh, chime in for our big, you know, three-year celebration. Um, the number is 317-969-5690. Uh, drop a message just saying how much you love the show, and uh, maybe give us some suggestions for episodes uh, you'd like to see. Maybe we even have you on for an episode. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> be great. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Later, Preston. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Play Pokemon. Play Pokemon.